Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Female Footballers Podcast. My name is Kathy Gray, and I am your host. I am not joined by anybody today other than myself. I just wanted to pop on here for a short episode in where I ask you, the listener, what type of parent or coach are you when it comes to the behavior of your child or players? If you're a player listening to this, this is still a worth it episode for you because you can kind of learn about the styles of parenting and coaching and how that might fit in with how you internalize information from your parent or coach. So please keep listening even if you're a player. Now, let's be honest. Human beings are happier, more cooperative and productive and more likely to make positive changes in their behavior when people in positions of authority do things with them rather than to them or for them. That's a quote by Ted Watchell. But we are going to discuss the social discipline window today. Now, the social discipline window is a sort of graphic that is used to describe the different types of discipline that we use with our children or players. Now, in the soccer world, when we talk about discipline, what we're talking about is more how we handle triggers, right? So as a parent, your buttons get pushed. You're triggered into having to respond in a way. Sometimes that might be having to set a disciplinary or consequence action, uh, but sometimes it's just a response to frustration, uh, depending on the situation. As a coach, the same thing happens. Sometimes your team is just off and you have to give a consequence for um, them not acting a certain way. But a lot of times you're triggered as a coach on the field in a game situation based on the response the players have to, you know, that day and how they're playing. So this social discipline window is basically a way for us as coaches and parents to kind of check ourselves and see where we fall. And in today's day and age, it is more important now than ever to check yourself. What type of parent and coach are you? And are you helping or hurting the child in this in today's day and age? I think it's really, really important that we have just as much self-awareness as we expect the children and players to have out on that field. And each day, I feel like I'm inundated with seeing more and more things put in place to curb parent behavior and coach um, abuse, whether it's emotional, verbal, sexual, whatever. There's just so much going on with these two groups. And we're constantly focused on how to help the player be better, perform better, have more self-awareness. Yet it's very often that coaches and parents are not having those same moments. You know, they might take a parenting class. You might take um, a session through your club on good practices as a coach. But to be very honest, a lot of what we're gonna talk about in this session are, are not things that parents and coaches are being held accountable for, having to self-reflect on. And so we just like, it's really important that we have this little podcast today. So let's dive in. The social discipline window is it, it describes four basic approaches to addressing behavior that must be changed. Um, this is used by restorative practitioners as a social emotional coach in a K-12 educational setting. 
I myself use restorative practices when I deal with my students. I use a lot of these types of restorative practices um, with the players at female footballers. I derive a lot of the curriculum I use in my day job with, with teaching and educating into uh, sessions that we provide for teams, clubs, individual players. So all of this is very useful. These four strategies um, are just, it's, they're tools to gauge the best response to a specific incident or ongoing issue as a parent or a coach. The strategies are represented in different combinations um, based on high or low control and high and low support. Um, it's a whole domain um, that basically characterize the way things, uh, the way people do things um, and the approach allows us to address mainly problematic behavior while also practicing empathy, maintaining strong relationships, and so on and so forth. So we are going to kind of dive in. So the graphic that we posted with this podcast is important for you to refer back to when you're listening to it. Um, so I want you, if you're just listening, let's say you're driving in a car right now, you're listening, whatever, you have your earpods in, I want you to imagine a window with four squares in it. All right, outside of the window, on the left side, um, of the window, there's an arrow going from bottom to top, and it says high um, at the top and low at the bottom. This arrow on the left side is all about control and limit setting and discipline style. On the bottom of the window, there's another arrow, um, much like the X and Y axis if we're talking coordinate planes, um, and this arrow is going, you know, towards the bottom right corner. So the word high is bottom right corner, the low, the word low is bottom left corner. That arrow is all about support. So again, we're measuring control and we're measuring support. And there's four different styles in which we do that. So you're imagining this window again with four boxes. There's two on the top, two on the bottom. Um, we're gonna start with the top left corner box. And that box is called the two box, not the number two, the word two, T-O. And I want you in that box to imagine a finger or a hand with a finger pointing at you. Now, that top left box is referring to somebody, a coach or a parent, who has really high expectations, who also needs high control of a situation. Um, they believe in a little bit more of punitive disciplinary styles. There are strong limits set in this box. These are the types of coaches and parents who, when triggered or frustrated, are they kind of go to the, you need to do this. It's my way or the highway. It's that type of style of a coach or a parent. So I want you, if you're a coach or parent listening, to think about when I'm triggered, do I go to those types of statements? It's my way or the highway, you need to do this. If you're a parent, it's maybe where the consequences don't always match the action, meaning a child makes a mistake, um, not putting something away and you take the iPad away for a week. It's kind of high control, high discipline, um, not very much nurture, not very much support in where that child or player is coming from. On the field, it's, you made a mistake in practice, you need to run 10 sprints. 
that's a bit where the consequence doesn't really match the action. Um, you're frustrated, so you go to kind of the top left corner. You're that two person. So that's the first box. We see a lot of this in the soccer world. Um, a lot of, I would say, generationally, the older generations were parented this way, and therefore some of the older coaches we come into contact with, um, this is still a very common style of coaching. It is a, a yelling style. This is the coach that's gonna scream on the sidelines. This is the parent that gets pissed at their kid for making a mistake on the field and reams them in the car on the way home. Um, there isn't um, a lot of positive that comes from this style. However, it is probably the most common disciplinary behavioral response style from parents and coaches that leads to a pretty um, just sad situation when it comes to um, what we see in the soccer world. You know, these are the parents who are getting kicked out of soccer games. These are the coaches that are getting red carded. These are the stories you hear about that everybody thinks don't exist or are minimal, but they are often more common than you think. They're not highly, highly publicized on social media because it embarrasses the club a lot of the time. So clubs are not posting about it. Um, you're gonna see organizations like PCA maybe discussing them more, Positive Coaching Alliance, because they do happen. You're gonna see in our area, in the Bay Area, California, NorCal um, puts out you know, letters that come from soccer parenting with Skyy Bruce explaining these types of behaviors because they are that common. But anyways, so there's that first top left-hand box is called the two box, T-O. Now we're gonna move to the bottom left-hand box. And that box is there to describe the not box. The not box is where we have low control. We have low limits and low disciplinary action. Very low, we're, we're almost apathetic when it comes to the expectations we have over the control we have over the group. We also see very low encouragement and low nurturing. So this not box is really just the apathetic coach or parent. They're really hands off. They don't care. Maybe from a parent perspective, it's not really knowing how to show support for your player and your child. Um, it's a bit neglectful. They don't do anything. Um, they're just hoping the behaviors stop um, from a coach it's somebody maybe who's showing up to just accept the paycheck. They know it pays well. They're doing the minimal amount of work as a coach to get that paycheck. They're really not invested in the team. Um, maybe they've been moved a lot as a coach, so they don't have a lot of time to connect with the team because they just don't, um, they're not there long enough to really make an impact. They don't care as much. It's really the, the, the coach who's getting the job for the paycheck rather than really investing time and effort into the children and the players. Um, parents, it's maybe you work too much. Maybe you really have no idea how to show support. Maybe you have too much going on and um, you don't understand the sport or the game. So you just don't know how to make an impact. That would be the not box. I think this box is a little bit less um, common. I think most parents who put their children in competitive sports have a vested interest in their success. Um, I do think we see this on the coaches side a little bit. Um, I think sometimes these are the coaches that are burned out. They've been coaching too long with too many teams. 
they start to feel apathetic because they don't know that they're making a difference. They're not getting the feedback and the help from the directors, from the coaches and licensed uh, courses. They start to lose their way. Um, so they just kind of, they're just not available. They're doing nothing really to help the discipline. They're, they're doing nothing to help the behaviors. That means that there's a big culture problem on your team because you're not doing anything to address it. This is where the parents are frustrated with you as a coach because they see the cultural situation. They see girls quitting, but the coach is not doing anything about it. So again, that box is not a little bit more neglectful. We do see this more on the coaching side than the parent, um, but we do see it on the parent. Don't, you know, don't be mistaken. It's, it's there for a reason. So it's low control, low support. All right, let's move on. We're looking at the window again. There's four boxes. We've already discussed the left two boxes, top and bottom. Now we're going to the bottom right box of that window. This is the four box, F-O-R, not the number four, the word four. This box is also very common. This means that you are low control, low discipline, low behavioral management, yet high nurturing, high encouragement. You are there for that player. You are doing everything for that player. This style is very common with parents. Sorry, parents, I'm one of them. I'm guilty of it too. But this is when we're doing things for someone. We accept the excuse of the player. We might make excuses for the player. Um, as a coach, we convince ourselves that our players are just trying to, they're trying their best. Um, they might just be having trouble. Um, we're letting the mistakes they make continually happen without holding them accountable for them. As a parent, same thing. Um, the possible outcome of this is that kids and players are now left with very low expectations of success for themselves. They are learning that someone's always going to step in and do something for them. Um, we're doing it for them as a parent because it's easier for us to, than for them to do it for themselves. We are in a hurry a lot of the time. Parents, I'm sorry to say, this box is a lot of those helicopter parents, the ones who are doing the talking for your player with the coach because you don't know that your kid's going to say the right thing. You don't even know if you can trust them to say the right thing, so you're doing it for them. These players are never getting the chance to hold themselves accountable. They're never getting the chance to practice leadership skills. And in fact, the, this box is really leading to players and children being dependent on adults for their success. There's really no independence coming out of this situation. So um, we do see this with coaches, but again, I think we're seeing this more with parents. Um, it's very permissive. It's, um, you know, these, these children and players are, are not having high expectations be upheld. So, you know, in a practice setting, they're gonna speak out of turn. They're gonna, um, they're gonna kind of offset the culture of the team because they're not holding themselves to high standards because nobody in their world is holding them to those high standards. So there's gonna be a lock, a little bit of a loss, a loss of respect uh, for, the, for the coach and the team sometimes. It's really hard as a coach to facilitate a great learning environment and coaching uh, with coachable players when you've got a lot, a lot of 
children and players who are being parented in that four box. Um, so I think this is where you see more coaches being frustrated or the parents coming to them complaining about everything and, and the, the player isn't doing any of it. And this is happening at all ages. It ha happens more at the younger ages, but I would say parents, we often don't know when to let go and give moments of opportunity to promote independence. So it becomes these learned behaviors of our children to keep doing, having somebody do things for them because it's now scary to them. They don't know how to be independent. They haven't been put in that position. Um, this does happen with coaches too, where as coaches, we might be, um, you know, letting the players kind of run the show a little bit too much. We really want them to have voice and choice, but we are not setting enough boundaries for what's okay and what's not okay. And as you age through soccer as a girl, this can also look at losing control over the culture of your team where bullying and, and um, relational aggression might happen. It's where um, we might see social media situations on a team with girls happening outside of the on, off the field, um, you might not have enough control um, of the character of your team. And so this is happening a lot. So again, this is the four box, bottom right corner, F-O-R. We're doing things for our players and children too much. So those are three of the most common situations we have when it comes to social discipline with coaches and parents, but there's one more and it's actually in our box, in our visual box, it's the top right corner and it's highlighted in a different color, it's blue. And it is called the with box, W-I-T-H, the with box. And this is the restorative box. This is where we are all aiming to be in. Now, if you have been listening and you found yourself as a parent or a coach in one of those other boxes, you're not alone, nobody's perfect. We are all guilty of being in one of those boxes. If you're a parent, you're, you're probably sizing up your parenting partner in life thinking, hmm, the other person is in this box and I'm too much in this box and now we need to get together and get in the with box. I know I found myself doing that as a parent. Um, as a coach, the with box is your bread and butter. This is where you are going to have high control, high limits, high expectations of your players, you're also going to have a high level of encouragement, high level of nurture and support for your players. This is the ultimate idealistic window box. It's called the with box, it's restorative. If you're not there, don't worry, you can still get there. The restorative strategy is when we work with our players, with our children to resolve issues, to find the best behavior and the best culture for our team. The coaches and the parents might have to do more speaking with our players and children 101 to explain the impacts of the behaviors that we might be seeing, whether they're disruptive, whether they are not helpful for the culture of our team. We might be aiming for more respect from the student, the player or the child about their experience and what's going on. It requires more work on our part to get to the root of what our players and children are feeling. And it really requires a lot of communication back and forth, being open to hearing from your children and players and getting feedback from them, but also providing them with clear cut boundaries of what you're looking for as a coach or a parent and really letting them know where they stand, but also being open to hearing their perspective. Maybe it's the players are not getting along on the field or off the field. 
Um, it's your job to really listen in and ask them, why are you feeling this way? How can I help you as a coach so that we can restore the culture on our team to be better? Um, you know, maybe there's trouble going on at home from your players and maybe they really need to know um, what impact is, you know, that the troubles at home are having on the person coming to practice. Because, you know, all of our girls bring everything with them to training and to games. And it's our job as coaches to really help, you know, file through that and, and help figure out what's the root of the issue. Um, does our player or our child need additional help to challenge themselves, whether it's technically, tactically, physically, it's checking in with our kids and our girls and really, you know, making sure that we are providing differentiated help for them because not every girl is having the same issue. Um, collectively, often they are going through similar experiences, but everything is situational and how they internalize what their feelings are very, very different. It's important as the parent in their life the coach in their life to really help provide, you know, things for them. And they, a lot of those things come from the initial conversations and communication with them to help understand them. And if we can understand them a little bit more, then we can start with them to create the boundaries, the barriers, the expectations, and help them address all these things later. Um, this is where it requires from a parent and a coach humility. You have to have a little bit of humility. You can't just be the authority all the time. If you don't have humility as a parent or a coach, you're stuck in that two box in the punitive behavioral strategies that you might have grown up with or that you, you know, fall back on because you're triggered. It it makes it causes this with box is your challenge. Um, you know, maybe you're stuck in the, the four box because you're in this, you know, world of, of just making it easier on yourself, doing everything for them, but it's not helping them. It's going above and beyond having to do something with the player or your child to get to a better place that's actually better for them going forward in their future. So how can we do this? What are some strategies? The first thing you can do? ask questions. Don't assume that you know everything, that you're doing the right thing all the time. Don't assume you know what their needs are. Ask them. Ask them what their needs are. Ask them in a non-judgmental, respectful way how you can be supportive for them. Um, in approaching the issues that you might have with the culture of your team or the issues with your own child, some simple questions. What happened? Who is affected and how? What's needed to make them feel like things are more uh, right and okay in their world, anything where they're gonna feel more supported. Um, so questions are the first thing. Second thing, commit time to self-reflect as a coach or a parent on which strategies are your default response in this social discipline window. So really think about how your actions are affecting your team or your child and be aware in those moments and start to practice where you are more in the with box so that you're not jumping straight to punishment or straight to harsh critique. Um, and that maybe you're, you know, you're also not jumping to making excuses for your kid all the time or your players, you know, it's the ref's fault. 
oh, it's so-and-so, your teammate's fault, you didn't do anything wrong, because that is a learned behavior now that our girls are going into college with, they're going to the pro level with, they're the ones that are going to become coaches someday, and we don't want them to embody some of these things that we know are actually not going to help them find success in the future. Um, so really, the, those two strategies to help you are ask questions to get in the with box and self-reflect and identify where you stand in that box. If you have an assistant coach or a partner in your parenting journey, talk to them about this social discipline window because it pertains to so much more than parenting and coaching and even discipline. We're talking about the culture of our team. We're talking about, you know, setting our girls up for success and being leaders in the world. And if we want to do that, it is on us. We are their role models. And as their role models, we can be doing better. Yes, there's a lot of things against us in this world. And the soccer system at hand is not perfect and ideal. It's not set up always. But we can make the impact that we're seeking for, the, for our girls to be more successful. But it does. It starts with us. And it starts with being a little bit more humble, self-reflecting, and having some now shared language and verbiage around how we can do this. So I really hope that this uh, podcast was helpful. I really, really encourage you to Google the social discipline window. There's so much out there on restorative practices. If you, you don't lose hope, you know, don't lose hope that the culture is one way on your team or in your home or your relationship is one way with your daughter it can always get better. It can always change and evolve. But honestly, sometimes we're always expecting other people to change and we can't expect that. We can't change anybody else. And if it starts with us, let's start self-reflecting and do the work and make the impact ourselves because the impact you can make as a parent and a coach in these girls' lives is going to change the trajectory of their world forever. Just ask women in these positions and these roles of power later, who made that impact for them? And I guarantee often it's a coach or a parent that they had that really made all the difference. Um, so I hope you got something out of this podcast. It's short and sweet, but we really appreciate you listening. We'd love for you to share this, share it on your social platforms, tell friends about it. We're trying to grow our base on here and just get the word out that what we're talking about is helpful and, you know, we're doing this work with you. You are helpful. You are what we need in this world. And we're here to support you as much as we are to support the players. So thank you so much. And uh, tune in next time to our next episode of Female Footballers Podcast.